Thank you for joining us for another informative, educational, and entertaining edition of Music and Medicine with Dr. Charles Modlin, kidney transplant surgeon, board-certified urologist, public speaker, and well-known community national leader for the elimination of health disparities, dedicated to informing you, the listening audience, about important health topics and health information that you, your family, and your community need to know while at the same time providing you with quality entertainment because music and entertainment is medicine. Dr. Marlin's co-hosts are Jerome Brown and registered nurse Jonathan Branch. And the program often includes special content expert guests. So, without further ado, here is the host of the show, Dr. Charles Marlin. Hey, uh, how's everybody doing this evening? Um, I wanted to actually show everybody in the listening audience my shirt. It says Unsalted uh, Lake Michigan. I, I um, spend a lot of time, uh, not a lot of time, but every summer I, I spend, you know, four or five days uh, up in the great state of Michigan uh, because I, I just love uh, Lake Michigan. I went to uh, college and medical school in Chicago, right on the shores of, of Lake Michigan. Um, I remember um, when I was probably about six or eight years old, my mother used to take us up to uh, Chicago uh, when she took her, her Girl Scout and Brownie troops uh, up there for a visit. And that's when I really was first introduced to the Great Lakes. And I love the Great Lakes. And, and there's a reason I, I'm talking about this, uh, because uh, we have a very important topic that is rarely discussed um, uh, everybody knows that I spend a lot of time investigating, researching, doing a lot of work, community outreach, and, and trying to intervene to address uh, health inequities and health disparities that disproportionately afflict people of color and communities of color. And there is a remarkable uh, disparity uh, that exists. And again, it's, it, it is uh, very seldomly uh, spoken about. And, and that is the disparity that we see, especially in African-American youth, um, and that relates to fatal drowning. Um, and I, I read some articles, and, and I'm just going to cite some um, statistics that um, highlight how much of a disparity and a problem and a tragedy this is, especially for the Black community. So uh, the fatal drowning rate of African-American children uh, between the ages of 5 to 14 is almost three times as high as that of white children in the same age range. Uh, in swimming pools, African-American children die, um, the ages uh, five to 19 die at 5.5 times higher rates than those of whites. And there's data from the Centers for Disease Control uh, that notes that the disparity is most stark among kids ages 11 to 12. In that age group, African-Americans, again, between the ages of 11 to 12, are 10 times more likely to drown than their white counterparts. So why is that? And we're going to get into this discussion. Um, a lot of it has to do um, with um, discrimination um, that has uh, occurred um, in this country, um, you know, dating back centuries um, to where um, the history of, of the American uh, swimming pool um, did not allow equal access uh, for people of color 
um, to go um, frequent swimming pools, um, and, and thereby many uh, people of color, uh, African-Americans, Blacks in particular, um, did not, um, were not afforded opportunities to learn how to swim. And, and that culture uh, persisted um, uh, for many decades, and, and it's been um, passed down generation um, to generation, whereby it, it's uh, evidence says when parents don't know how to swim, their children don't know how to swim. In many instances, um, typically in a black family, you hear, don't go near the water, stay away from the, the water. Um, and, and so a lot of parents who don't know how to swim are, are passing that fear uh, down to their children. So again, this is a very important topic. I know um, uh, the summer is winding down, um, but there's still opportunities to uh, not, not only children, but adults also to learn how to swim. And, and so uh, with that being said, we, we actually have uh, two uh, very uh, special guests this evening for Music and Medicine. Uh, we have Coach Andre Morton. Uh, he's the founder and CEO of um, a, a swimming uh, organization called Rhythm and Stroke uh, LLC, and we're going to go into detail in terms of what that is. We're going to talk about uh, his background, how he got into doing what he is doing. Um, I had an opportunity to meet uh, Coach uh, Morton a couple years ago, and we're also going to talk with um, uh, Cleveland Walton Jr., who is a retired um, science um, and swim teacher, swim coach um, at the East Tech uh, High School. And he's got a remarkable, uh, interesting history um, that he's going to, to uh, relate to uh, you, the listening audience. So we're really pleased that you've tuned in. Um, there's opportunity for you to tell other people to tune in now. We will be broadcasting this program uh, after the initial airing, so you'll have uh, additional opportunities to tell people to tune in. Th this show can actually save your life. So uh, with that in mind, I first wanted to bring in um, our two co-hosts, um, uh, Jerome um, um, Brown and Jonathan Branch. Are you guys there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard uh, you just got out of the swimming pool yourself, both you guys. Is that right? No, no. <laughs> By no means. <laughs> I mean, this topic, um, uh, first of all, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. This uh, topic hits hits home to me because I didn't have my, uh, my first swimming lesson until I was about, I was in my 30s, maybe, maybe even later, because some of these disparities uh, applied to me when, when I was when I was a youth in uh, Richmond, Virginia, we didn't have a a neighborhood pool uh, probably a, until I was in was in high school, and it was in a it was in a different neighborhood, and those the uh, people whose neighborhood the pools were in were not very welcoming to us. So, uh, uh. you know, there was you know, and and like you said, Doctor Martin. Uh, uh, parents uh, not knowing how to swim and and a and a fear of water, which I had up until my early forties, um, are are definitely a, a factor in in learning how to swim and and surviving when you're in the water. So so this this topic hits uh, hits home. It, it, it really home. does. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and just like you, John, I'm in the same situation. The time frame is different, of course, though, but um, <laughs> I, I didn't learn how to swim. Don't know how to swim now. 
Yeah. Uh, so we'll be looking forward to, uh, to finding some information on, about that so I can get in the water. I love water, yeah. but uh, love, we only had one. Na- yeah, we only had one neighborhood pool. Right. We didn't have enough lifeguards and exactly. kids in the neighborhood peed in the pool. So I was like, I, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> you go in the pool. I'm not going in the pool. You know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I read um, something, you know, I, 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 um, I, I, I touched on this in the introduction, but it says um, swimming pools were widely accessible in the 1920s, but only to white people. Right. Um, and I'm quoting the, the article, America's dark history of segregated public pools has had a lasting effect on the black community. In the 1960s, white violence against blacks at public pools served as a deterrent along with race and class barriers that made it challenging for African-Americans to learn to swim. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like you guys say, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it, it's affected you. It affects uh, many of our youth today. Uh, you drive around the city, uh, not only Cleveland, whether it's Chicago, New York, I mean, the, the, you know, it, it's, you don't often see uh, swimming pools. And also a lot of times you hear that schools are, are closing their swimming pools, uh, especially in, in black communities. Um, there, there's a certain amount of upkeep that's required, you know, to keep these pools open as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that, Doc. So, yeah, why don't we go ahead and I'd, I'd like to welcome uh, to the um, broadcast uh, Coach Andre Morton. Uh, Andre, uh, Coach, are you there? Yes, how y'all doing? Thank you for having hey. me. I appreciate it. Oh, you. Oh. Yeah, thank hey, you. So, what's up, man? Yeah. What's happening? So, yeah. um, you ought to see some pictures of this guy, uh on on facebook and linkedin um he's what you call uh he's got a six-pack um you know he's uh he's the paragon of 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 health you know fitness all right all right yes sir yeah i I try to keep in shape as best as i can so coach why don't you tell what what is um your organization uh rhythm and stroke what what is particularly what is that well, basically, mainly Rhythm and Stroke LLC is my it's a swimming organization, but I also do a circuit training in the water as well. Um, but the, the biggest focus that I do have is swimming. So I teach all levels from beginner to intermediate to advanced. And the most important piece of all of that is water safety. Um, I always tell people one of my models is I say, the rhythm part of it is say, I'm the man that puts the, that's going to help you put the rhythm in your stroke because anything you do in the water is, is good to be able to do it, but we want to do it with some rhythm and style so that you can become one with the water. Um, the, wa- the water safety piece, a lot of people, I w- another one of my sayings is, ain't no sense of looking pretty swimming and you're going to drown. Right. So, so right. what I'm what I mean by that is I've heard a lot of people, they get taught how to swim. So I can teach you how to move your arms the right way and legs and kick and you be able to get across the pool. However, a lot of stories that I hear happen, but let's say you get across the pool and then next thing you know, you get tired. You catch a cramp, you choke on some water and you're in the deep water and you don't know what to do. And that happens a lot. And that's because people don't get taught the survival skills. Um, I remember one of you guys mentioned that earlier. That's why I wanted to key in on that. The survival yeah. skills, which is also water safety skills that you need to be able to survive in the water. So it's it's not just about swimming. You have to be able to save yourself. And then also you all talk. I remember you mentioned about the lifeguard situation um, as far as, you know, now in the nation, you know, there's a lifeguard shortage, you know, due to COVID. 
Um, so there's a lot of issues that um, that are that are taking place right now that would also keep people away from swimming. Um, however, but my organizations like myself um, and there are other instructors like myself who are out here doing great work to keep to continually encourage. So rhythm and stroke, we encourage especially we encourage everyone, but especially those in our community where the disparity is so high as far as those who do not know how to swim. Um, but water safety is the main key. Um, there are some key things, whether you are around, if you're going to a lake or a river or a swimming pool that you just need to know um, as far as something as simple as having something around you that floats. So if a person gets in trouble in the water, something that floats can help them. But if you do not know how to swim yourself, if you nine times out of 10, if you get in there and you try to help a person out and you don't know what you're doing in that water's deep, it could be two or three people that have drowned mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah. So this is what we, this is what I focus on. And anybody that comes to me for instruction, um, especially adults, I teach children and I teach adults. Um, let me say this for the adults. One of the reasons why I'm not tooting my own horn, but I'm good at what I do because I'm passionate um, about what I do. And especially for adults is I'm the kind of person instructor. I walk you through the steps. Um, a lot of adults have been through fear or trauma, or like you said, you, the pool when you were younger and you knew kids was peeing in the pool and you said, I'm not getting in that pool. Man. Right. Absolutely. Or, right. Or you went to, you were, there were environments, the pool might've been accessible, but the people weren't very welcoming. Right. So whatever those reasons are, those traumas, some people have been thrown in the water. Um, I address that. I have my own methodology, my way of addressing that to get a person comfortable in the water. We deal with that trauma up front. Right. And then we move forward. So initially it's not about swimming. It's about getting you comfortable in a place mentally and mentally and physically where you can feel comfortable enough to relax your mind. And then the process of uh, learning to swim can begin. So at Rhythm and Stroke, that's what that's what I focus on, getting you comfortable, getting you relaxed, um, because nothing good can happen in the water if those things aren't, aren't taking place first. And so um, I, I started in 2014, Rhythm and Stroke, I, I got my LLC. And I began, I have to say this also, um, I've always taught swimming um, before that period of time. Um, but my wife, my wife, who's my wife now, she wasn't my wife at early on at the time, but she was the one that encouraged me to take my skill set to the, to the next level and created a business. So I have to give her all props and praise you know, every time I come <laughs> on, because without oh. her, I would not, I would not be here right now. Smart um, man. Well, I think you I think you should toot your own horn and, and, and your wife's because, you know, a student coming to you, whether it's a parent bringing their child or, or they themselves as an adult, they, they want a, a coach who they know is co competent and conf confident uh, in their abilities to teach them. I, I, I actually uh, credit my father. He he would take myself and my siblings up to the YMCA for swimming lessons. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, him actually, I, I, he had me get on his back uh, at the uh, Baker swimming pool, Newcastle, Indiana. Um, and he would take us out to the deep end, which was five, five feet. And he would have us hold on and then he would duck us, you know, we'd be holding on to his back. Mm -hmm. um, 
Hey, uh, Russell, can you, there's a little, there's a picture that I wanted to, to show everybody, the audience. Of the, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, coach. Uh, oh, what if what if that little boy came to you and, and wanted to learn? Would you would you teach that little boy how to how to swim? Or oh, does he man, look that, totally uh, unteachable? Oh no, he looks very teachable. <laughs> very teachable. Oh yeah, I'd be ready. Yeah, that for was him. me. Probably I don't know. I must have been eight years old or something. I forget. Seven, six, seven, eight years old. Hey, he had yeah. the hoochie daddy shorts on, didn't he? <laughs> Them came, you brought them back. I know where they came from now. Okay. Brought them back. <laughs> Doc, I bet now see you outside the hospital with some of them. Yeah, right. I call so, the police on you. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I, I remember one of the one of the first lessons they taught us mm-hmm. was to take a deep breath and then you you roll up in it like a in a ball, you grab your knees. Is that is that a technique that you teach, coach? Uh no, I don't, float, I don't learn teach- how to float. Uh, I don't teach that one, but I know that one. So there's okay. there's many different different instructors use different skills. Um, I don't use that one, um, but that one does work. It's, it's it's it still works. So I just know various different ways. Now I would use I would use that if what I currently teach is not working. Okay. Um, so that's why I always tell people I know multiple ways to get to the goal. Um, so that is a good one. You know, no doubt about it. It's just that, you know, I don't tend to use that. Um, and I, there's nowadays, see, they, and there's a lot of tools, you know, there's noodles, there's kickboards, there's um, uh, what's the barbells. Um, they even make different kind of uh, flotational devices that you can use to help people learn how to float also. Um, uh, but, you know, so some in a, in a situation like that, I probably would be would, would be a little more hands on okay. um, with the student um, and helping them learn how to swim. Um, but like I said, I have used that before. I just don't use it very often, but it does work. It does. So, so quick, quick question. And, and, you know, Jerome, Jonathan, I don't know what, what you all think about this coach. Uh-huh. Um, how do we change the mindset? I mean, again, there, there are some parents out there themselves, like we mentioned, who don't know how to swim. And they pass that fear, that that um, definitely fear, along to their their children, uh, not even encouraging them that that it's something that they should learn. How, how do we change that mindset, that uh, culture, and, and that we see all, so often in the black community? John, you want to take that on? As as far as how how do we get rid of rid of the fear? But well, you know, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean. And uh, coach would know would know this better than me, but you know I think it's exposure. You know, people. You know, mm-hmm. the kids have to be be a- exposed to the water and exposed to people who who actually know know how to swim. You know, like I said, um, and my question to to the coach would be, like, you know, I had a definitely fear of water. Well, it was a pretty bad fear of water up until my probably my early 40s how do you how do you teach someone to to overcome that you know just to just even get get into the water yeah well so one of the things that that i use now because i'm not in a big size swimming pool but i use to swim a swim spot it's like 15 feet long about seven and a half feet wide so it's definitely big enough to teach any and all levels of swimming except for there's no deep water um, okay. However, uh, so so one of my approaches when I'm 
bringing the person to our swim spas, I say, you know, it's less intimidating than a pool. Um, so okay. that's one thing, right? Yeah. Um, but if I was in a pool setting, you know, I would just use a little different strategy. But what I have right now, it's less intimidating than a pool. The water's on like four and a half feet. So, you know, you don't have to worry about standing, standing up. Um, but the main thing that I always tell a person, you know, I always talk to them about, you know, what the, the trauma is, you know, why, why haven't you been in the water for this many years? Um, and then as we speak about that, and then as I bring a person into the water, I let them know, listen, the first thing we got to do is we got to make sure that you are as relaxed. So I actually take a person through some breathing exercises in the water. I say, mm -hmm. and then, and then another thing I tell a person is don't get at the at this level, don't get hung up on what you can see, but it's more yeah. about what you can feel. So I'll take you through some breathing exercises. And in some of those exercises, I'll actually have you close your eyes so that you can feel what your body is doing, how it's moving through the water, how the water is pushing against you. Right. So we're not we're not doing any major movements like that. Um, and I and some with some people, I have to do a little bit more of that than than others. Um, but usually, you know, it doesn't take me too, too long once I get you in a relaxing position. Then I explain to you uh, the steps. It's very important, especially with adults or a person dealing with a lot of fear, that you explain to them what, what we're doing, how to do it, and then the why. If there's any questions on why we're doing what we're doing, you know, I need to be able to explain that to you. Um, and and uh, as long as I walk you through and I walk you through the steps, the process. Um, so that's the one way that I help a person alleviate that fear. I got to speak to the fear. But then once I get you in the water, it's you and the water have to become one. Um, so we will not move forward until we figure out a way for that to happen. And I'm always able to make it happen. It just may take a little longer with some than others. But right. once you feel relaxed in the mind and the body, good things will start to happen. And so that's my approach. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way. So it's about awareness. Um, Again, our kids are scared because the parents have been scared. They don't swim. And then you go all the way back to grandma and great grandpa. They're going to tell you, hey, man, we came in on boats. I ain't going to get in the water because we came on a boat. And that's the last time I was on a boat. You know, so it's it's that, you know, and then it becomes a, a rolling joke amongst generation to generation. The same joke. You know, we ain't seen slavery in 200 some years. I think it's about time we start learning how to swim. Just in case we got to get back on that that's boat. Right. <laughs> it, it is a joke. I mean, that's, that's a great right. point, uh, Jerome, because I, I hear all the time that uh, in the black community, we, we don't swim and then people are laugh. They laugh about it. But again, for, for anybody just tuning in, we're, we're speaking with uh, Coach Andre Morton. Uh, he's the CEO of Rhythm and, and Stroke LLC. And I want, just wanted to reiterate, uh, we're, we're talking about uh, disparities with respect to fatal drownings. Um, that are most stark uh, amongst uh, African-American children ages 5 to 14, um, the, the rate of fatal drowning is three times that, three times greater uh, than that that is seen in whites. Um, and the biggest um, disparity, uh, most stark, is amongst black kids ages 11 and 12 um, who have fatal drowning episodes 10 times more often than their white um, adolescent counterpart. So, I mean, this is a serious subject. Um, it is. You know, Coach, um, I, I know um, you 
identify and you relate very well uh, to children. Um, I wanted you to tell us, and, and I, I saw the, an interview that you did, I, I think with Delon Dillard on Channel 5, um, and they um, talked about you have an alter ego. Is that is that true? Um, um, can, can we show that uh, picture of, of Splash? Yes. Oh, um, please do. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That, that's allowed you ah. to better relate and identify yeah. uh, uh, to children. It was like yeah, Stephon yes. Marbury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he had his, his money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my alter ego. So that's that's Splash. So my wife and I, we have created a children's book, um, yeah. which is oh. which is another way. So we everything that we're talking about tonight, and you were saying, like, you know, how do we change the narrative? How do we shift that that cultural our paradigm to where we value swimming more from my wife so we said all right let's create a children's book because there are books out there with you know that people that african americans that swimming um and water safety splash in this sense i haven't seen it yet is a is a water safety he's a hero of the water and there's other characters uh there's a supernatural character um that's based off of my my wife she got real big big hair um, because we wanted to overemphasize, we know a lot of our women still are hung up on the hair issue. Um, so, we, so, Spl uh, so supernatural. She's not afraid to get her hair wet, and we wanted to emphasize that. Um, there's a, there's a, there's two other figures. One is Typhoon. Um, he is the so when when a child is in trouble in the water or if they're drowning, Typhoon, which is more like an elemental, he sends signals to Splash. That help, you know, you need to come on because a child is drowning. So you need to come in and help out in that situation. And then there's Antagony. Antagony is an evil figure who doesn't want children to learn how to swim, who would prefer that children drown and does everything in its possibility to make sure that that happens. So this is our little universe called Splash and Friends. But Splash, my alter ego, you know, he's always looking for ways to, uh, spread the good news about water safety, why it's important for children to learn this one, to keep encouraging parents. If they go to hotel pools where there's no lifeguards, making sure that, you know, that somebody's watching the kids, that an adult is watching the children, all of these types of things. This is what Splash Splash does. And this is our, and the children's book is actually based on a 3D animation um, that we did. It's available if you go on YouTube and you type in Splash and Friends. Um, it's on okay. YouTube. Yep. Okay. Nice. I'm going to like check that out. I'm going to refer um, that YouTube site to a number of individuals. Uh, you know, I, I see literally tens of thousands of patients every year in my weekly clinics and our minority men's health fair. Uh, this is the type of education that uh, needs to be disseminated to, to the parents of children, the grandparents. Um, you know, teachers need to, I mean, this, these are educational tools um, that are available to our teachers, um, you know, who interact with our children on a, on a daily basis. You, you talked about um, situations where there's no lifeguards. Um, and I, I actually read up on some of the pool safety tips that you mentioned, you know, never swim alone, make sure there's somebody with you. Um, this is a big one. It says teacher kids to stay away from drains. I remember when I was young, we would actually uh, intentionally dive down to uh, to swim down next to the drain, kind of play around along there. You know, the drain, the, the drains are very dangerous from what I understand. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, I've right. seen if you 
if you go on YouTube, I remember a year or two ago, I was watching a water uh, swim video and the kid, he got too close to a drain and I don't know if it was the pump or whatever, but he got stuck there and uh, the people had to, and he was submerged underwater and people were coming trying to pull him up, but the drain was, he was stuck. So there was a suction going on there. Um, I can't remember if he, if he lived or not, but I know it was a pretty bad situation. Uh, so yeah, yeah, like just staying away from those drains. I mean, they're there for a purpose, um, but especially if the if the, you know the pump system or whatever's helping release that water, something happened, get backed up, or the the suction is moving the wrong way, you can get stuck, and that's not a great good place to be. So yeah, staying away from the drains is very important. Yeah, Jonathan, you're you're a, an RN, you're a nurse. Um, yes, and and you definitely can attest to the importance that everybody learning CPR. Oh, most um, definitely. Yeah, most definitely. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That, and well, in in my profession, that's a requirement. Mm -hmm. Where I work, that's a requirement to learn CPR. The other thing, you know, uh, Jerome, that, that uh, the coach mentioned that I, I forgot I was, I was going to mention, but I forgot uh, a lot of girls. I mean, I have three girls and, and um, when they come of age, like, like the coach says, they, they don't, they don't want to get their hair messed up. They don't want to get their hair wet. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, swimming is one of the most healthiest uh, physical activities that uh, you can, you know, engage in. And, and uh, it's a shame. I don't, I don't know what can be done about that. Um, Ooh, that's a tough one because you asked them yeah. to give up their weave, man. Yeah. We got to we can get the guys swimming before we can get the girls to swim again. Yeah. Because of that right there, you know. Yeah. And there's one thing that's important for everybody, too, is. A lot of these swim or people that don't know how to swim, let's say it like that, are ashamed of their bodies, coach. So do you offer private lessons like people that are obese, for instance, people that have skin conditions, for instance? Those are the a lot of those people are people that fall in the category of, oh, no, I'm, they, they won't even stick their foot in the water. So what do you say to a person that may be? That's a good point afraid because of how they may look or what they think they look to someone else well yeah fortunately good very good question um yeah. the way i'm set up now i do do private sessions um you know covid forced us to make a pivot move um so i do offer private sessions so a person like that you know i would let them know hey you know you're going to be in an environment where it's just going to be you and i one-on-one -on -one in the instruction um, there won't be anyone else around, you know, the area where you can um, put your clothes down and, and change in is, is private area. So I do have that um, at this point. I didn't I didn't have that before. Um, so it would be a different strategy. I would actually more so have a phone conversation with the person and just try to explain to them, you know, get them as comfortable as possible, knowing that I have their best interests at heart and that, you know, the focus is going to be on them learning um and that you know even though there would be other people around you know they us my focus is going to be on them and, and so that as long as our focus is on each other um you know hopefully that would be something calming to a person so i i have had to deal with that both ways but right now the way i'm set up yes i can do private sessions so it's, it would just be me and the person so nobody else would be they wouldn't have to worry about nobody looking at them or anything like that and then just real quick i would like to to what you said about when I have female clients, which I do have a lot of, them, if the hair is an issue or somebody has an issue with the hair, I refer them to YouTube. Um, if I say, if you go on YouTube and you type in black women swimming, there are literally 
hundreds of videos with all the black women talking about every hairstyle in the book and what you can do, how to treat your hair, what to do to it when you want to go swimming. Every hairstyle there is, there is a black woman on YouTube talking about what you can do to protect your hair when you go in the water, what to do with it after. So, you know, that didn't exist some years ago, but now because of social media and people getting more, you know, in valuing a little bit more about the swimming, that exists now. So that that's a plus, that's something. So I don't talk to women, you know, I, I kind of, I want to leave that to women to discuss with women because it's a, such a uh, sensitive topic, yeah. but I refer them to those videos and, and it has, it has helped. That's a great resource and that's powerful information that I wasn't aware of. And then we're going to refer uh, girls and women um, to those uh, YouTube resources. Uh, Jonathan and, and Jerome, I think we have to let the coach go. He, yep, I think you have to give some swimming lessons this evening. Uh, I have one more question before you yes. go. Yes. How do you teach a person to swim with shoes on? Because typically, when you fall in the water, you have shoes on. So are you taught to kick those off or are you taught to swim with shoes on? Mm. Uh, man, that's a, that's a very good question. So, uh, I mean, normally when you come to, you know, to the pool, you, you're not, unless they're water shoes, you know, shoes that are made for the water, um, you can bring them on. Now, when you teach like, um, I know infant, infant survival rescue skills they'll have once you get a child to a certain point they'll have clothes on and shoes on and put them in the water but they're clean so i haven't taught anybody yet um with with i mean a, an adult uh, with shoes on other than water shoes but i'm glad that's i'm glad you brought that up because that is something now i'm gonna think about how i would in, institute that in some of my training like a person gets in trouble in the water you they're going to have their clothes on yeah survival survival skill so uh but most pools that you go to unless they probably not going to let you have your tennis shoes on unless you explain you know what you're doing as in if they're water shoes that's cool um but normally they wouldn't let you just have your outside shoes on it's just something interesting to address in the future. That's all. Oh, no. I remember Thank in eighth you. grade, they actually, they, they we went through those exercises. We had to get in with our clothes on and, and we yeah. we had to take the, our shirts, pants off and everything and actually reconfigure them for like a buoy or, I mean, I don't remember exactly right. how we did it, but, uh, in, but the, uh, yeah. in the army, they, they taught us drown, drown proofing yeah. and how to, uh, make our uniform a, a flotation device yeah most people floated i panicked <laughs> <laughs> but i survived, I survived. okay <laughs> well coach you know we just wanted to thank you uh, and again i mean this is a uh, life-saving information that you presented that we really appreciate having you on we'd like to invite you back again you know to music and medicine at some point uh, but we know you have uh, other uh, children and adults to to educate and, and teach how to swim so uh, thank you again for being with us uh, how do they reach you if they want to reach you, uh, Coach? Oh, yes. You can uh, rhythmandstroke.com is our website. Um, I'm also, if anybody's on Facebook, uh, it's Rhythm and Stroke LLC. I'm on Facebook, um, on Instagram, and TikTok, Rhythm and Stroke. So it, the people that I work with, I post a lot of the videos of people that I'm training, swimming lessons, as well as the circuit training on all of those platforms. Um, 
My email address is rhythmandstrokellc at yahoo.com. Uh, but like I said, if you go to the website um, and you, you, you know, you can reach out to me there. Um, I do have a, a business phone number, which is 216-309-2782, 216-309-2782. Um, but so between that and my email and the website, you know, those are the best ways to get in touch with me. But if you want to see also what I do, the people that I work with, the people that I serve, I'm on Facebook, um, Instagram, and TikTok. Just look at Rhythm and Stroke, and you'll see us there. Nice. Okay. Okay. Thank you very thank much. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So, so we want to welcome uh, to the platform now also um, Mr. Cleveland Walton Jr., uh, East Tech uh, retired science teacher, swim coach. I, I believe you coach track and field as well, football, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, se several sports. So, uh, so welcome, uh, uh, Cleveland, to the uh, the broadcast. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, your background in, in swimming and, and coaching? Okay, uh, let me uh, start off by saying, uh, Coach was very thorough in how you uh, basically teach uh, students or uh, individuals how to uh, become acquainted with the water. Uh, the most important thing that uh, I and he and anyone that's a, a swim professional have to teach to keep, uh, people how to be comfortable in the water. Uh, most people are afraid of the water. Uh, when I was a young kid living on uh, 40th and um, Scoville, our pool was uh, PO, we called it POC, POC, but it was uh, Portland Outweight Recreation Center. And we uh, didn't basically have any uh, um, teaching of what to do once you got into the um, facility and got into the water. Uh, it was uh, one of the largest um, uh, pools in the state of Ohio, and it was located in the uh, heart of uh, uh, what we call the ghetto, if you want to use that term. Um, very few of us had any swim gear, and if any, uh, those that had it was uh, really a uh, Pat on the back, say, where can I get some of that? You know, but anyway, uh, you have to uh, basically uh, uh, be, get acquainted with the water, and most people are afraid and have a right to be afraid of the water. Um, when I was um, getting my certification, I was uh, uh, really uh, more so in uh, in college, but I was swimming before that. I, I was never really afraid of the water. I would always dump myself up under the water and blow out bubbles and come back up or just hold my breath as long as I could and just come back up. I, of course, it wasn't in deep water, but uh, that was uh, how I got used to uh, use, utilizing uh, or becoming uh, uh, comfortable in the water and eventually was able to move from the three or four feet up to the five feet and feeling like, really, I, I've done something. Um, but the, basically, that is uh, one of the steps of learning how to uh, become acquainted with the water. Uh, that is one of the techniques that they utilize. And uh, when you at the Red Cross, where I was uh, actually trained uh, as a water safety instructor, uh, that's a WSI for any professional to uh, deal with uh, swimming or teaching swimming, they must receive a certification with the uh, Red Cross with a water safety instructor. And you have to go through a, 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 a mountain of different uh, situations to get that certification. Across the world, we have the same fears 
the same struggles. So, you know, you can be in Jamaica, you know, it doesn't matter. We have to get over that by education, which we are doing now. So again, uh, Cleveland, we appreciate you coming on, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Learned a lot, yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's a very enjoyable activity. Uh, it's something that you could do uh, all your life and you don't have to worry about uh, uh, hurting or um, doing something that would uh, cause you to drown because you learn if you learn correctly, you know what to do in different situations. And the best thing is if somebody's in the water and you don't know how to uh, get them out, don't go in there because all they're gonna <laughs> do is they're gonna pull you down. You're gonna have to get some, an extension and, and get out, put it out there too now so they can grab hold to it so you can pull them in. But if you go out there thinking that you're going to go out there and hold them and bring them in, unless you're really trained in doing that, you know, uh, it's going to be like more bodies in the water than it's supposed to be mm. or should be. <coughs> so that's that's about it. I, like, I had, like I said, I had some pictures of the team. Uh, I don't know if this is going to come up like you want to say. That was our championship team at East Tech. The first year we was uh, in, in, in that competition at the School of Science, we also came in second in the city mm -hmm. with a different set of group of kids. Uh, these kids, uh, we, we won the, um, the um, butterfly, we won the backstroke, we came <clears throat> in second in the 200 meters, and um, my girls came in, uh, we had to met, we, the boys took the Matley relay. And the girls came in second in the Matley relay. And uh, people say, how did they do that? Because we were together. We was a team. And so, and we worked hard. So uh, it's a great, that's, that, was, that was one of the better uh, accomplishments in my coaching career when coaching a swim team, not a basketball team, which I've known for basketball. And they came so highly in the, uh, in the competition. And it was that, uh, a big arena because the, the uh, city meet was always at the um, the natatorium at Cleveland State. And when the, the guy that uh, that taught me as much as he did, he was always in the, the main figure. Wally was always the main figure. And when they even when my team won, I, I would stay try to stay in the background. And he say, uh, and they and, and they're coached by Cleveland Walton. Uh, Cleve, come on up here. I said, no, Wally, Wally. Say, no, come up here, man. You did a good job. Come on up here and, and take a bow here. So I, I get up there and the kids clutter around me. And I like, wow, dang, I wasn't expecting this in, in, in swimming. Uh, well, what they're, they're what they're supposed to do, they're supposed to throw you in the pool, is what they're supposed to do. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, they weren't going to do that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, we, we've, uh, unfortunately, we have to close the close the show out. But, no, we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Uh, as well as Coach uh, Andre Morton, Splash. Um, yes. You know, coach, you need to get an alter ego yourself. You know, cartoon figure as well. Uh, nah, 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 nah. You know, <laughs> nah. Uh, I, I've, my, my, my alter ego is C L E D E L A. Everybody know that already. So I don't need that. I'm glad somebody is. There's more people out there that's doing it too. Uh, but I'm glad uh, uh, that he's out there and he's making a business out of it. So. Oh yeah, he's 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 making an impact. Um, yeah. So, you know, Jerome, um, you know, any closing thoughts? Uh, yeah. Well, closing thought for me is that I'm going to take up swimming lessons with Andre. Excellent. Uh, so I tell you, these shows, no matter what, some of these relate to me 
uh, and the ones that relate to me make me a better person. So that's why I love music and medicine, man. It's, it's awesome. And we love you being a part of it. Uh, Jonathan, any closing remarks, thoughts? Well, sort of piggybacking off of Jerome, uh, I need to tighten up my swimming game myself. I'm in a neighborhood now where we have about 17 pools. So <laughs> I really I really have no excuse at all. But, uh, Backstroke, breaststroke, front stroke, you know left stroke. <laughs> And of course, we we love my wife and I love going on cruises, and we love going down down to the uh, down to the island. So, so we do need to tighten up on our swimming game. But yeah, you enjoy we water. still love water. We still there you love go. Water. Thank you. <laughs> so, with that in mind, I wanted to to thank uh, Russell Johnson, our the producer of, of this uh, program, Music and Medicine, and K Hawk Two Productions, um, Ken Johnson, Debbie Massa. Uh, the team. So thanks everybody for t uh, joining in. We're going to have several more uh, uh, programs um, this year. We're going to be uh, having one program I know on, on monkeypox. We're going to be talking about sickle cell uh, anemia. Uh, we have a program coming up on stroke, um, stroke prevention. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, plenty more uh, important shows coming your way. So uh, have a good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. All right. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me. Good night. Peace. Peace.